Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Hello. Hello. This is... Two and a half weeks in advance. Okay. Currently. Yeah. We're recording this way early because we're all moving around. It's currently October 2. October 2, 10-2. 10-2. How are you You know guys? what 10-2 is on the set? I feel like I should know that. It's poop. Oh. If you ask where someone is and they say 10-2, it means they're pooping. They're in the bathroom? Yeah. 10-1 okay. is they're peeing. 10-2 is they're pooping. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've heard people say like, t- like 10, yeah. Well, now you know what they were doing. Yeah. Anyway. Fun walkie-talkie facts for you. We're full of fun walkie-talkie facts. Also, why would you ever admit like, oh, 10 Why wouldn't you just say long 10-1? I have to pee for a really long... I have a big bladder. Why would someone just willingly... On, it's not just like only one person hears that. You're like, you're walkied up to everyone on the crew. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone now knows what you're doing. Everyone on channel five of your walkie now knows. It's like switch to four. Okay, yes, now I'm pooping. <laughs> <laughs> Listen... Everybody poops them. Everybody poops. I don't Everybody know why. Everybody tend twos. I'm not judging. Everyone tend twos. Oh, can that be on a shirt, Eva? Everyone tend twos. <laughs> Everyone tend twos. Oh, for God's It'll sake. It'll be a little nod to our days back in the industry. The, in the biz, as, in they, the biz, as yeah. they say. Um, how are you? Well, I'm not tend and so we're okay. Thank God, because you're uh, in my home, <laughs> in, not in a bathroom, so <laughs> Valid. ideally you would not currently be doing that. Oh, other than that, I'm just normal, I guess. I'm right. glad we're doing this in advance because October is quite a wild month for us. October is nuts, dude. Well, it's more wild for you. I mean, you're getting married, so I, I don't really get to talk. I can't even really picture what post ten thirteen looks like. Me either. So who knows? Um, no, it's busy for me in that um, it is Halloween season, so every weekend I'm a thousand percent busy. Sure. Um, also, uh, it is Allison's birthday month, right? So I've been prepping that. Although, by the time she hears this, her birthday will be, like, in a week, right? No, this is comes out the day after her birthday. Oh, the day after her birthday. Okay, so mm-hmm. then she's already going to be knowing what's going on. I believe so. 10-21, I think it comes out. Dunna, dunna, dunna. Yes, 10-21. Okay, so then can I say what I did? Oh, yeah. All we, right. we did this last year, too, remember? Yeah, we, like, we really hoped that it would come out, like, after Allison's birthday and we didn't mess up the calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I am surprising her with a trip to Catalina. <gasps> Shut up. That's so sweet. And I just finished buying all of her presents, um, yesterday, I think. And she's getting a whole lot of oh, presents. Oh, that's so sweet. She got, let me show you a picture of one of the things, because you're going to be very jealous of it. 
I can't wait. Um, I feel like last year I was much more like, it was much more personal and crafty, but also like keep in mind last time, um, I was able to make a lot at ISS or like I was able to like, I had the connections, like I could call people and get discounts on stuff. So like it was easier to be more creative because I had like literally a whole workshop to be creative. Yeah. So now it's like, we're going to go on a little getaway together. That sounds really nice. Well, for my brother's birthday last weekend, we went to Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. Was How was super that? Nice. It was good. It was really nice to just like leave for a hot second. I saw some macaws and they talked to me and they said hello. Did you? Mm-hmm. It was cool and creepy. How was the uh, dinosaur park? Oh, love the dinos. Did you go in the mouth? Um, No, because oh. was it, it was like $20 a person and we were like, we're just going to go to our hotel instead. Oh, it's you can stand up in that dinosaur that you yeah. were next to and yeah. you can look down it's very cool and if you go in the um i don't want to call it a brontosaurus because apparently it's now called an apatosaurus uh uh-huh, yes the if you climb up its tail and into its belly it's a gift shop we did go in there did you yes that was cool um yeah it was cool uh it was in cabazon and yeah it was cool we just didn't really plan it so we didn't have time to do the do the whole shtick but next time so this is one thing that i got her sorry it just took forever to no, find you're fine I think you'll like it. Okay. So it's a hoodie blanket, but it's like Sherpa, <gasps> Sherpa blanket inside. <laughs> that is so cute. Um, it just looked really cozy. It looks cozy. so cozy. Oh my God. I want one. And yeah, then, you're right. I am jealous. <laughs> and then um, I also, I got, I got her a whole bunch of stuff. I'm but sure you did. Basically the big thing is we're going away and I haven't decided yet how I'm going to tell her. I mean, she'll know by now because she's there with me, but yes. I also got her, um, we very regularly we do um street street food cinema yes um which is for people who don't live in la they have movies in the park every saturday and they're always in different parks but you can bring like blankets it's and really stuff fun like movies that. like mean girls or elf yeah and so they uh i got her one of those big inflatable like lounge couches Ooh. that like you like throw the wind in it and tie it off and then it's like a big inflatable oh, so cool so when we go next she has that i got her some makeup from her favorite spots i got her um oh i got her the there's a box like one of those monthly boxes but it's called universal yums and it's candies from all over the world oh cool so i got her a year subscription to that wow you are killing it man yep that's adorable so that's that's all i've figured out so far but yes that's a lot and you're going to catalina for like a weekend Mm-hmm. oh sweet i haven't figured out all the plans yet but i figured out what we're gonna do i just haven't found out how we're going to live there for the for the weekend okay like, good because i have i was hoping to go to a halloween party on the 20th and i was like it's allison's birthday but i assume em has plans so no, i have plans cool i'm going to a halloween party Woo-hoo! Uh, um i think i'm going to be janet from the good place so all right that's uh, gonna be awesome you can just go not a girl not and a then girl. you can also pretend you're also me for halloween I'll be like em's not a girl yep um and then what else was i gonna say oh this comes out the 21st this marks like a month away from my honeymoon so talking about traveling i'm so excited i'm gonna do a countdown all right. I cannot wait. Going to Belize. It'll be a wild ride. It'll be unbelievable. Shut up. <laughs> I will not. Do you have any, like, main plans, The what you're going to be doing there? I thought you'd never ask. No. Yes. We're going to the Mayan ruins and going to get the tour of all the cool old sites. And there's a jaguar preserve and snorkeling. And it's just going to be dope. Go visit the, like, village. And um, I'm just really excited for the Mayan ruins. All right. You I'm surprised you're not. Impressed. No, I'm surprised you're not going to like Egypt. Egypt. Well, I just know you like Egypt a lot. I, I mean, mean, I like ancient Egypt. Oh, that's I true. I don't necessarily want to go to a. 
I don't know. I would love to go to like Colonial Williamsburg, even though I lived there my whole life or lived near it. I my know, whole but life. it's a very not safe space right now. Oh, valid. It's a lot of unrest, civil valid. unrest. Wasn't even thinking about that. So I was just thinking about how you might be able to like find your uh, your past lives. I mean, I'm sure I'll go to the pyramids someday. Maybe when things have calmed down over there. Maybe when we have a live show there in many years. Cool. And many moons. And King Tut's tomb. Oh yeah. Well, actually, that's where the live show is. Yes, yeah, right what I'm saying. in the tomb. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Buy your tickets now. Pre-sale. <laughs> Promo code Egypt. Oh my gosh. If thinking about salsa in a variety of delicious flavors and heat levels makes your mouth water, you need to check out Green Mountain Gringo. And make sure to turn the jar around and take a look at its clean backside, a list of its all-natural ingredients. Of course, that's what I meant, of course. And all their products are preservative-free, too. With the medium salsa, you get hearty chunks of tomatoes, tomatillos, peppers, and onions in every scoop. I'm reading the ad and my mouth is watering. Uh, Anyway, the hot salsa brings flavorful heat to every meal with each bite containing jalapenos, serrano peppers, and other savory herbs. Plus, they've got a hot sauce with a tangy, spicy flavor that enhances the simplest of meals. It's perfect for avocado egg toast or tacos. I sort of feel like they're reading my mind because I put salsa on almost everything, but specifically, I use their salsa. I use usually the medium salsa and then uh, also the hot sauce on my avocado egg toast. And I don't know how the script knew that maybe everybody eats this but i always make toast with avocado and then i put scrambled eggs on top and i put salsa i can't eat it without salsa and the green mountain gringo is always there for me in the fridge because it really adds to i mean any meal if you're me but definitely the eggs avocado toast situation visit greenmountaingringo.com and start shopping use the store locator to find green mountain gringo products get inspiration for recipes and purchase products using promo code podcast 24 for 20 percent off that's promo code podcast 24 and don't forget to check out their backside <laughs> this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So I have a really good story for you today. Great. It's um, not so it's not paranormal just i feel like I always, have to, I feel like I always have to warn people about don't that. do that every time you warn people people turn it off really well every time you're like oh i'm doing this doll that might hurt you and then everyone turns oh it's not a doll off. we're fine i know um but by the way that's very paranormal that's probably the most that's too paranormal it's fair um so this is i just want people to finally hear my story you just want okay instead of stopping listening to us why doesn't everyone just fast forward to christine's nobody part? does that they just stop completely <laughs> Um, all right, so this is uh, suggested to me. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm so sorry. S-A-I-I. Sai? Sure. Say? Sai? Um, she, they, I don't even know if that's female or male of a name. They um, suggested this many moons ago. Oh, okay. So probably got so fed up with waiting around for this, you don't even listen anymore. So sorry. Um, but uh, this is the history of bloody mary oh oh man oh this is exciting yeah oh shit i was trying to think like this is like because we're this is like the most halloween of an episode we're going to be doing um up until halloween correct? oh oh because oh. this is there's one more ho- 
episode there's one before more before Halloween. yeah that we have not planned or recorded yet right okay true. and so, so we're getting up to the spooky point yeah and so i was like well what's something kind of spooky and i was like hmm, what's really ruined with people's childhoods you did that with me with casper already well i'm gonna do it again great so um this is more of a historical telling of bloody mary and then some of the things that have happened to others while they played the game Ooh, the game is so scary so i don't know where in the world this game is played i don't know if it's universally played outside of america oh. so i'm just gonna explain it really quick sure. so um bloody mary is a game that a lot of i'm just going to be gender specific and say and many girls sleepovers that yes. just happen to be the theme um i think I mean, I'm speaking from my own uh, perspective. As a little girl, I was obsessed with anything fucking creepy and oh, wow. terrifying. Look how far you've come. Yeah. So I just feel like it's kind of like we'd like to scare scare yeah. each other, watch ghost stories. I don't know. And so, uh, I mean, I was never around any guy sleepovers. So true, true. I assume they just like played video games until three in the morning and then fell asleep. I, in, from like, the commercials, it looks like they eat a lot of um, bagel bites. That's what I hear. Yeah. I love Tostino pizza rolls or something like That's that. That's the one. <laughs> um, so, and then meanwhile, girls are like, bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So basically when you're at, when you were like, I'd say like nine to 12 ish. Yeah, yeah. And you had a bunch of like a sleepover with a bunch of girls. You would all go into the bathroom in the dark, turn off the light. Sometimes you would, it, there's varying versions of this, but the most generic one I can think of is you're in a dark bathroom, you light a single candle, and you have to say the name Bloody Mary three times to conjure a witch named Bloody Mary to reveal herself in the mirror. And then a lot of people swear that they see the face of someone mm. either looking at them or someone standing behind them. Oh, yeah, that's one. That one's creepy when they say they see a woman behind them. Ugh. And then, Or some people say that they felt something. Basically, you experience some sort of demonic like paranormal excitement, an adrenaline rush of sorts. Did you sorts. say demonic excitement? I imagine that's I what it is. That. Demonic excitement. We're full of demonic hear it. And that's why we drink. <laughs> we want to bring you the best demonic excitement. What's like our company mission? We want to provide demonic excitement. Yeah, the best quality. Yeah. <laughs> highest quality, highest rated. Um, but so organic. Organic, yeah, of, of course. And so uh, I'm now in hindsight, I don't know why. I mean, it's just when you think about like, oh, a bunch of little girls, like they're hoping to find a demon in the mirror. But like, <laughs> it's like those shirts we were talking about, the wicked clothing, like, yeah, let's let's summon demons. I mean, literally, that's what truly, we did at sleepovers. That's literally what we wanted to do. So if you are a little girl, chances are you've summoned a demon. So <laughs> just so you know, if you've ever been a little girl, you've probably summoned a demon. Um, so the beginning of bloody mary where does bloody mary come from i don't know fucking know well apparently it stemmed from the 70s that's when the i guess the game became really popular and the theory behind that is because a lot of people's a lot of little kids older siblings were in the 60s and being either raised by like the hippie generation or were part of the hippie generation themselves and so they were very into like um open mind and spirituality sure and okay someone along the way probably created this game for their sibling and or their or their younger didn't realize how much they her were name fucking. was bloody mary no uh. um, <laughs> also um fun fact there are other names that she goes by based on different variations of the game really or um based on where in the world you are where you've played this game so um 
Bloody Mary. Oh, and also like the end of the game is you just like run away and scream that you saw something. Right, right, that's it. Like I feel like other people are like, and then what happens after the demon shows up? But it's like, no, that's the game. What's step two. <laughs> that's the game. You just conjure sit. a demon and then just like never close the portal and like laugh about and it. And then just like shut the bathroom door and hope uh nobody has to pee that night. Yeah. That's... And then there's always that like that one little girl who nobody sleepover. has to ten one. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> I get it. There's that one little girl at every party who's, like, too scared, and she's whining the whole time. And then there's that other very dramatic girl at the party who's like, I saw it eight times. Oh, my God. It's still here Becky. with me, Becky. I can feel it. Oh, my God. I bet you Megan still Megan sees Bloody is there. Mary. I know. Megan was totally there. So the other names that Bloody Mary goes by is... Um, Megan. <laughs> only Megan. Megan, Megan, Megan. <laughs> me, me, me. Um, it's all about Megan. <laughs> um, Bloody Bones. Oh. She goes by Hell Mary. Oh, I love. Oh my god! Like I like like play that. on words. Uh huh. Um, Mary Worth. And I will explain these soon. Mary Worthington. <clears throat> Mary Wales. Mary Johnson. Mary Lou. Oh my god. Mary Jane. Sally. Kathy. Agnes. Black Agnes. Aggie and Svart Madame. Stop it! Stop it right now. Agnes. Yeah. Sally. What? I don't. Okay, I didn't take the time to figure out every the chronology. I'm going to say I all forty of them. I'm not going to tell you the history of all fifty, but um, <laughs> I'll tell you where the basic ones come from. So, okay, okay. basically, uh, it's a ghost that is said to appear sometimes. Oh, I forgot about this. Of course, sometimes in the story, um, which is the version I grew up with, is that not only does the ghost of a dead woman mm -hmm. or a witch or something show up in your mirror, but she is also holding a dead baby. Oh, that was the version I grew sure. up with. Yeah. And sometimes she like, you just apparently look at her and know that she's coming for your soul. What version did you go with? Did you, do you remember Bloody Mary? Eva's probably like, this isn't normal. You guys just had a fucked up <laughs> Eva's life. like, look, I know we're both from Virginia, but you can back the I fuck wanna off. I want to disassociate with all of it. <laughs> no, I definitely had it. I, the baby part really creeped me out because I never heard I had, I don't oh. think I had the baby. I thought you were going to say, I think ours was like, she was like bloody or something. Oh, that makes sense. Like bloody Mary. I, th I think in our my version, at least, she I was think, like bloody. I think no one ever told me she was bloody, but it just kind of came Maybe with the that's name why. where I was like, oh, she looks dead, so there must she's be blood, in blood somewhere. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Anyway. I hadn't heard of the dead, but that's... I heard that part. Really um, fucked up. Yep. So, uh... Shocker, I guess. She could be named after several people, and so I'm going to tell you those histories right now. I'm going to tell you the four big potentials. Ugh, I just want to know about Agnes, though. That's <clears throat> Agnes we don't learn about. Oh, come on. Or Sally or Kathy. I don't know what's Kathy, happening there. Kathy, that's good. Kathy or Black like Agnes or co-worker. Ag Aggie. So, Queen Mary, um, Mary Tudor, uh, the Queen of England, uh, is one of the most potential names for Bloody Mary. Many... I feel like that's the one I learned. Yeah? yeah that was the, that, that like was the main one I saw. Although there were a lot of websites arguing that, like, that she has no affiliation with this really at all. so a lot of people defend her as well basically her backstory which there's a whole other wild backstory that actually had no association to this so i just left it but basically she had a wildly phantom pregnancy which i thought was really cool whoa okay Where like the whole country was like you're faking it you're faking it and she's like no i'm not and then like late like then like birthday came out and like she was supposed to like give birth to this baby and her stomach started deflating whoa and like the whole country was like okay where's the baby wow wait yeah so she because i mean you like have all the symptoms right like you oh she truly, like truly thought she was pregnant. pregnant she got married to philip prince of he was the prince of spain i think and he uh two months after their wedding she got pregnant and or she thought and then everyone for some reason like thought that 
she couldn't get pregnant. And so they were like, you're lying, you're lying. And then she, for the last six weeks, it was like tradition that she was going to be in the chamber and like preparing to give right. birth. And then when the day came on her due date, like there was no baby and they're like, oh, maybe just a late baby. And so they waited till June, July and August. The doctors were still waiting for this baby oh. and nothing showed up and her stomach started shrinking. So when she finally realized she wasn't pregnant and like went yeah. back to normal. Oh. And then apparently she thought she got pregnant again a couple years later. And then her stomach was actually swelling because she died from potential, potentially ovarian cancer. Oh, but God. she thought she was pregnant. And then she didn't have a baby this there. This is horrible. Something okay. something really traumatic like that happened. Anyway, that's its, pregnancy. that's its own wild story. But in the midst of her life, when she began to rule, she also determined that she was going to unite her people under the true religion of Catholicism. And so in... Here, here. Just kidding. And so in 1554, she signed an act that would result in the Marian persecutions. Oh, fuck. Where um, she sentenced over 300 protestants to burn at the stake what is wrong what the fuck because it's unifying the people oh, and right. saving souls here here thanks I guess. priests thanks F let's bring that back <laughs> um so because she literally just killed 300 people to unify the world <sighs> lord um she earned the name bloody mary yeah so that might and that she actually did earn that she nickname say, so she deserves know. the nickname i guess so then another potential contender or a contender a potential winner of the name i suppose a um, champion a champion if you will mary queen of scots her husband slash cousin oh maybe this is the one that i thought her husband cousin oh <laughs> well, yeah got it i thought you said it wrong at first then you're like no that's, no i said that's it right it. okay the earl of darnley while mary queen of scots was pregnant mary yeah the queen of scots pregnant mary queen of scots um while she was pregnant her husband cousin stabbed a man 56 times in front of her Whoa! Following the murder, he also died mysteriously, and people kind of wondered if maybe Mary, the Queen of Scots, was the person who killed him. But oh. they actually didn't even pay attention to her, even though after he died, she married one of the main suspects. Oh, okay. She then, uh, people were getting fishy, and so she ran to her cousin, Queen Elizabeth I, for protection. And instead of protection, Elizabeth threw her in jail because she was afraid of an uprising coming over. Mm, okay. Um, also, enough rumors traveled that Elizabeth also decided that Mary was not worth keeping around at all and decided to put her to death by beheading. Oh, God. So, okay. good cousin. Maybe she should have married this one. Um, Truly. So, unfortunately, the executioner who was beheading uh, Mary oh, no. was not skilled. He's an amateur. And it took many attempts to kill Mary. Oh. And after finally beheading her, he tried to um, pick up her head and say, long live the queen. I almost said long live the king. Long live the queen. He tried to lift up her head and, and proclaim that. However, he only grabbed her wig. And uh, when he tried to pick up her head, the head fell out of the wig and rolled away. Oh my god, this is horrible. So they think that maybe she's Bloody Mary. Yeah, I would be too, I tell you what. And so... I'd get my fucking revenge. A uh, third person is Elizabeth Bathory, who I think you should definitely do a story on. Yep, yep, yep. Got um, a lot of requests for that one. also known as the Blood Countess, and she was a Hungarian royal in the 1500s. She is the most prolific female serial killer in history, and she is said to have inspired Dracula. Mm. She... Got away with um, all of her murders because of how much money she had. Apparently, the king also owed her money. So she's like, wow, like a big time. Yeah. 
Hundreds of girls, quote, disappeared in her castle, and there are reports of cannibalism, beatings, stranglings, stabbings by needles, and lacerations from her own teeth marks were found in these bodies. Oh, gross. So there is um, no way to get an official count, but um, the estimate is over 600 girls were found in her castle. So another bloody human, not so much a Mary, but an Elizabeth. Oh, God. And then the fourth candidate for the title is Mary Bloodsworth. Oh. And um, she lived in Massachusetts. And um, they also think that she might be bloody. uh, Not bloody. Um, Mary Bloodsworth might also be Mary Worthington. They just think that maybe the oh, name has changed. I was going to say there's another similar one. Yeah. Worthington. And, uh, and so she lived in Massachusetts and she sold healing herbs. Um, she was so beautiful that people assumed she must be a witch. So what if, what is, okay. But also what a life, like can you imagine being so beautiful? People think like magic must be within your soul. You deserve to die because you are so pretty. So you're so pretty. We should kill you. Should, no, I'm joking. But, but <laughs> I'm seriously. not kidding. But like, honestly, you should go die. Seriously, get on the stake. Okay. <laughs> so one year, um, a lot of the girls in the village began to disappear. And some of the village people went to um, Mary's home to ask if she had taken the girls because she must have since she's a witch and wants to absorb their beauty. Right. Makes a whole lot of sense. Valid question. Yes. One night, the daughter of the miller in town left in the middle of the night and walked outside in a trance. Oh. Her mother saw her leaving and tried to chase her down, but she did not respond. And uh, her screams woke up the neighbors, and basically everyone was trying to chase this girl down. Um, Very much, I know you don't know, but Eva, very much like in Hocus Pocus when (laughs) Emily is, you know, being... I imagine that story actually has something to do with this story. Because it's very, if you've ever seen the beginning of Hocus Pocus, it seems very much like Emily is being drawn over to the the Sanderson house. Okay. So, um, yeah, I know. I know you're that. there. Yeah. yeah. You cool. feel it. I get it. So um, she was fixated on this house. She like could not pay attention to anyone screaming for her to stop walking over. And eventually the villagers tried to see ahead of where she was going and they saw Mary's house and it had a strange glow around it. They okay. saw Mary holding a wand and pointing it at her. And um, the girl herself was glowing as well. Oh, my. So the villagers chased after her. They almost caught her, and uh, they ended up catching her. But right before they did, Mary broke a mirror, cut her hand, and cursed all the women and girls of the village. And people call it the curse of Bloody Mary. Oh. Later, people packed in the courtroom noticed that Mary was pregnant, but she would not reveal who the father was. And she said, there is no father. And so they assumed it must be a child of Satan. Sure. So the only logical explanation. So they said the baby must die. And so they took the same shard of glass. No, they did not. Mirror. Oh, they that cut her so it can hurt her and, or something? Well, I, I don't know. No. They just found something sharp, I think. Okay. And they just... <laughs> I'm, I'm reading too much into this. <laughs> um, and so they slashed her thick enough that they also killed the baby. And um, what the fuck? So now a lot of people say that because the mirror was so important and vital in her death, or involved in her death, that Mary Bloody Mary can now be summoned from mirrors where they sometimes see her looking out for help. They say she wears a bloody dress with rusty chains draped around her neck and shoulders because in those days, if a witch was buried in chains, her ghost could not return. Mm -hmm. Another story, it's like the same, the whole, the girl was running over and the girl was in a trance and the village people were trying to chase her. That whole story happened, but a different ending is that um, a farmer ended up shooting Bloody Mary in the hip and she fell to the ground. And right before she was burned at the stake, she screamed at the villagers and cursed all people that they could find her through a mirror. Oof. 
And so those are the four people that could be a Bloody Mary. I don't blame any of them for coming <laughs> back in. I think I would too. So, Except um, Elizabeth Bathory. She can go die. Right. In hell. For sure. Um, so things that people have witnessed while playing this game. Oh, I'm excited for this. And also very scared. Remember <laughs> when there's a mirror behind me? I'm glad that's gone now. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So people have witnessed that um, after they played the game, later that night they heard someone walking up and down the hallway when they were the only ones home. A hall light has come on, a bathroom door flew open, the tap started running full force, and the shower came on all at the same time. Good. You could hear someone drumming their fingers on the door outside in the hall. Like, on that door, like someone like tapping their ew, fingers on the door. Ew, 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 ew. And then people have had their bedroom closet doors burst open as if someone was trying to like shove their way in. Mm-mm. One time, someone's bathroom curtains caught on fire by themselves. Oh, okay. Doors without locks have locked people inside the bathroom. One girl ended her chant of saying Bloody Mary three times with also saying, I don't believe in Mary Worth. Which is well, that's un- just asking for trouble. Then she tripped over the doorknob and broke her hip. Oof. Um, people have come out of the bathroom and had 20 different scars all over their arms and legs that look like they have been there for years and then later vanished that night. Oh, okay. Some have smelled rotting flesh. Some have watched flesh. Can you flesh. imagine a nine-year-old being like, oh, I definitely smell rotting flesh. <laughs> but also, like, kids are so in tune. Like, you imagine if a kid went up to you and was like, oh, that was rotting flesh. <laughs> Trust me. You're I like, know. Okay, setting the house you on fire. You don't know where I've been, okay? Moving away immediately. Also, people have said that they have watched fresh flesh fall off of Mary fi- Mary's Fuck. face while she's staring at them. Some have seen Mary throw her dead baby at them. <laughs> um, one person actually wrote a story, because I obviously looked up like different people's cases of it. And one person said that, the, that Mary threw the baby at them, and then whether or not she would have reacted fast enough to try to catch the baby... Once she threw the baby and the baby left her hands, the baby vanished into her. Yeah, You would never be able to get rid of that feeling. I'd be like, Ugh. like, <laughs> like trying to get it out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just feel it like inside. Yeah, and I'm like, horrid. I need to like dry heave this out. Purge it. Um, some have seen, oh yeah, Mary throw the dead baby. Scratches all over their body, like especially in places where they like couldn't have scratched themselves. Oh, I don't like that. Some people have said they were so scared they were closing their fists and then they like opened their fists and there was blood coming out of their hands from um, their nails digging in so much. People have said that obviously she's going to reach out of the mirror and touch you. Items in the bathroom will move behind you in the reflection of the mirror. That's creepy. Friends, one person, I don't know if there's one person, but as a bullet, multiple people's friends have spoken Latin afterwards oh shit now that is pretty cool puella puella agricola okay <laughs> un espectura un puella nomine cornelia um oh my god becky's speaking latin oh my god look at becky talking about cornelia oh my god um so here are two little stories that i thought were worth reading verbatim quote i went into the bathroom turned off all the lights and turned around seven times while saying bloody mary on each turn seven times is a different variation of the game oh, okay I then stopped turning. Oh, then I stopped turning and faced the mirror. I waited in silence for something to happen. I was about to leave when I heard a woman singing. Uh-uh. I turned slowly back to the mirror and I saw her. She had long, dark brown hair that was soaked in blood. Her neck looked like someone had slit her throat. I tried to scream. When my brother started banging on the door and turning the lock, she became angry. <gasps> she was smiling, but she frowned and reached out of the mirror with one bloody arm and scratched me on the right side of my face. 
What? I felt her nails strike so hard that I was knocked to the floor. My head slammed against the side of the bathtub and I was knocked unconscious. When I woke up, I was in the hospital with bandages across the right side of my face. What the fuck? Where'd you get that from? Um, I think it was Thought Catalog. Oh, okay. I I actually have been saving this story for a while, so I don't remember oh. the... But, I mean, again, within the first three pages of Google, I just typed in, like, stories yeah, yeah. of people playing Bloody Mary. Um, another one, probably from the same site, was, was this quote. I did the ritual. I stared into the mirror. Nothing. I stared into all the corners and still saw nothing. Then, right as I was about to turn on the switch, I caught a glimpse of someone. I looked closer. It was black and white, and her mouth was wide open. Uh -uh. I expected to hear a scream, but there was silence. There was black all around her eyes, and she was a clear image. I was so frozen, I just stood there looking. Her arms lifted up, and her hands were bright red. A few of her nails were gone, and Ugh. some were almost all the way peeled off. Ugh. Ugh. I know how you like that, Em. When the hands appeared to grab my shoulders, a chill ran down my spine, and a rush of cold air blew on my back. I screamed, bloody murder, no pun intended, <laughs> um, turned on the switch and ran out the door. I would never do this by myself. People have also said that the lights will flicker on and off by themselves, or that the toilet will start malfunctioning. Yeah. And then there were a lot of stories I read of, like, sinks turning on and off by themselves. Ew, so, like, that, the cabinets, can you imagine it's, like, silent like, and then the sink turns on? Or, like, growling in the cabinets. Ugh. That was kind of creepy to me. Um, so this is the science behind it. Okay. I'm very okay. curious about this. So staring into a mirror in a dimly lit room for a prolonged period can cause one to hallucinate. Oh, that is, didn't we talk about that? Yes, we have talked about yeah. that. In the... Because I used to do that. And in it's the Bella... scary as hell. The Bella Lugosi mirror yes. episode. Um, I almost said mirror of Erised, but I'm pretty sure that's from Harry Potter. So, yeah, I think so. Yes. So, um, when you're hallucinating and looking into a mirror, which I will delve into, facial features seem to melt, distort, disappear, or rotate. And there is one guy who really got into the science of this, and his name was Giovanni. Gio, baby. And his last name was Caputo. So, oh, well, he not Schieffer Lampignale. <laughs> not that really smooth-sounding Schieffer Lampignale. Giovanni Bernhard, or Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> it's always going to be Bernhard in my head. No. Giovanni Bernard Schieffer Lampignale. <laughs> Nothing quite rolls off the tongue. <laughs> so, um... He's born to be a star. Baby G, as we're going to further call him, um, he created a phrase for this experience, and it's called the strange face illusion. And it's a consequence of partially a dissociative identity uh, dissociative identity effect which causes the brain's facial recognition system to misfire Ooh, so creepy other explanations for this have been self-hypnosis optical illusions and perceptual effects like the troxler fading which i will also explain so psychologist baby g he tested out um, his theory on a group of 50 people and he had them all sitting in a dimly lit room in front of a large mirror for 10 minutes and just staring at it and then they wrote what they saw, and all 50 people experienced some form of the strange face illusion, and these were the things that they found. Either it's it's and or situations. So some only saw one sure. of this, some saw a lot. Huge def, uh, huge deformations of one's own face. That was reported by almost 70% of the participants, wow. that they just saw themselves a totally as a totally different person. A parent's face with traits that had changed, so almost their parents. Ooh. 80% of those parents... 8% of those parents were still alive and 10% were deceased. I don't know if that means anything, but no so matter. it's not just like they saw 
the spirit of their right it's like in some cases right you could have said like oh i saw my mom but my mom's still alive sure okay they also say they saw an unknown person they also saw potentially an old woman a child or a portrait of an ancestor and they also said they saw an animal face such as a of a cat pig or lion or 48 percent have said this so almost 50 percent of them said a fantastical and monstrous being that's what happened when i mean am i the only one in this room who used to do that um i think it probably i tried doing it and then just freaked me out because a lot of people which was the almost 70 percent said that they saw deformations like they looked like they were they saw themselves really old or Mm -hmm. things like that deformed like you're really old (laughs) I mean, obviously that's what that means. No, I, well, uh, that was part, that was part of the breakdown of like deformations of like, oh, you're seeing like a different, like you're seeing like your, your cheeks are caving in or you're seeing wrinkles or, or there's other like much more like, well, I used to, you know do, what I mean? I used to do this all the time. I don't know why pretty fucked up, but I would do that and you would, I would literally see like, it looked like a demon, like your face would turn in, at least my face would turn into like demonic it's ter- yeah. it's terrifying because it really especially as a kid you're like staring at yourself in the mirror and like <laughs> it looks like i don't know i remember i did it once and it like my eyebrows went up like i was a fucking demon and like started smiling it was like the creepiest yuck oh yeah, it's dude. not it's not good so um now that you've mentioned that some observers felt in the study that in the beginning they were watching themselves in the mirror but by the end many of them thought that the other mm-hmm was watching them that's what it feels like the other way around and it like smiles at you it's very upsetting so if you look at your face in the mirror for a long enough time because your brain starts getting bored and neglecting the image you begin to feel a separation from your subjective experience and the person in the mirror so it looks like another person because your brain is just bored it's not just like i want to stare at myself for this long no it's just like Okay, I've seen this, and now what? Let's and make now, things interesting. And so it's trying to like look around while there's a person right here, and oh, so it's separated. It's oh, I see your identity is not the mirror. After a while, Oof. just staring at it. Also, our brains, um, it basically comes from mistranslating the information in our eyes. So around, like I said, around seventy percent of people will see their face being like distorted in some way. They may look older, or they may even look like a totally different person. And Baby G described the reason behind this as because um, the brain pieces your face together. So, like, the image, whatever you're currently seeing right now, yeah, you're, it's not one, like, snapshot picture. Right. Your eyes are always constantly updating parts of, of your site. Oh, sure. So, it's, like, computing constantly. Yeah. It's, like, the way that it was described in one of the websites, which was super helpful, was, like, imagine a quilt and, like, all the patchwork are different parts of your site. Oh, okay. And so, like, sometimes you're fixing this part of the oh. quilt and sometimes you're fixing, fixing this part of the quilt. And so, you're constantly, like, updating updating the information of what okay. you're seeing. But it you never see it all at one time because our brains can't handle that. It's, like, sensory oh, overload. Okay. And so, that's why we see things in pieces but it looks like like a whole okay sure due to the dimness of the light or because you're strenuously focusing on one thing yeah um like staring into the mirror the images that our eyes see might get distorted because the image is distorted because our perception um how would i describe it um our perception is that the person doesn't look safe because like since your eyes are trying to figure out are like since it's constantly changing like this part of the picture and this part of the picture it's trying to change something that's constant and it's so it's adding information that doesn't actually exist so it's like if i stare at my own face long enough it thinks that something has to change and so it'll accidentally throw something so it'll make my face look distorted in the mirror and because a face looks at all distorted it looks like a threat 
because if you think about it, like a dead body, like it still looks 99% like a non-distorted human. Right. So like if only a part of your face looks kind of distorted, your brain still sees it as a threat or like maybe it's death or maybe it's disease or like I should stay away from it. Yeah. And so even if it's just a little distorted, your instinct is to panic. And so then your brain overworks and starts creating it to be even scarier and scarier to push you away. Get away. Yeah. Okay. This actually, can I just say real quick, this reminds me of something when Renee and I would have sleepovers back in high school and one time we were like 14 and she was like staring at me and we were like talking in the dark and all of a sudden she just got like panicked and she just like hit me. I'm not kidding. Like punched me in the fucking face. And I started, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, I was just staring at you. And all of a sudden your face started like morphing. And I mean, we'd just been staring at each other talking for like an hour. And she's like, I'd just been staring at you and your face started to like distort. And she's like, and I just freaked out. It was like, there's, she just like panicked and fucking hit me in the face. So ever (laughs) since then, I didn't let her look at me in the face at night. But yeah, she like, well, it makes sense then because like, it was like panic all of a sudden. Yeah. Like your brain tries to tell you like this person is not, is not the, is not someone you should be near. Oh my God. It hurt by the way, really bad. (laughs) (laughs) So then there's also the Troxler effect or Troxler fading, which is, um, have you ever done that test online or like with where like you're looking at like a circle with a dot in it and if you start one part of the picture long enough the dot starts to fade away oh yes so yeah. that's the troxler fading oh. so basically your brain doesn't have the energy or like the desire to notice <laughs> everything all the time lazy <laughs> mine is mine is too <laughs> but so like if it's not focusing on something it just tunes it out like you're not really thinking about it's like, like you don't need to know about this right now yeah like wow. you're not really thinking about like how the chair feels right now right until you're focusing on it like if you're not thinking about it then your brain kind of just ignores it that's interesting and so um while your brain is honing in on certain things the rest of the space will fade away Mm -hmm. and so like that circle dot example it's because if you aren't directly focusing on it your brain will ignore it so it's not taking up space for unimportant information and so it'll fit in basically where the dot was it replaces it with like just white like the rest of the paper because it's just fitting it in with a familiar feature so it doesn't have to pay attention to it wow and so um basically it's like oh that's not important i need this space in my brain for something else so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna like copy and paste basically a section that i'm paying right. attention to over there like the so easiest I can way it. to just cover it so up. like block it up yeah wow. and so it's the same with your face if you stare at your eyes long enough but you're not paying attention to your ears or your mouth It'll try to replace eyes with where your ears are. Or it'll try to replace it just, like, like cover it with. If there's like, especially if you're in a dimly lit room, like if you have like a certain contour, like let's say you have dimples, mm. they might your brain might be seeing that as just like random dense or black spots, and then it'll try to put them in other parts of your faces, so it starts looking like your face is distorted Ew. when it's just trying to copy and paste parts of your face onto other parts of your face, so that it doesn't have to think about it. But this then it so looks creepy, and then your brain overthinks about it being a threat, and so it just gets worse Sometimes and worse. Sometimes it's like, oh, let me just put a dead baby here where your face mouth should go. Right. And then... So like, then that's that's the argument, though. It's like, okay, well, that's for a very specific case of Bloody Mary, sure. where if you're just staring at yourself forever, but it's not like you're in there with a group of like 10 girls and everyone's giggling and looking around and not hardly focusing like right very intensely focusing on something right so how come it happens then when you're not really focusing and they don't have an answer for that they just think that's at that point it's just like mob mentality it's probably more (laughs) just like a bunch of kids saying they building on each other yeah yeah yeah. also there's always the you know the explanation of like you're in someone's house you don't know like you could see a shadow in the dark and not know what it is right and right assume it's a person or if somebody sees something and then it's like su- power of suggestion like right. oh i think i saw that too yeah yeah interesting anyway that is bloody mary oh that is wild that was a good one though oh good i really like that 
Good. I'm sorry it was more history and science than anything spooky. No, it but was cool. Like, I didn't know that about the science aspect of it. I think I did it justice. I tried to explain it multiple times in my head before I said it out no, loud. No, it made total sense. I feel like someone's going to write back and be like, actually, I invented the Troxler. I am Giovanni. I'll be, like, I'll be like, baby G? Dr. Baby G? <laughs> if you want to call me out, baby G only, by all means. Baby G can talk to us, nobody else. <laughs> um, okay. Wow, that was good. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace Courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get started today and get after your goals. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required and it's less expensive than takeout. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is a perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. I found myself recently recommending Factor to so many people in my life and this food is really good. So Blaze and I actually get to pick our own meals every week and, you know, separate them in the little drawer in the fridge and... Uh, make sure the other keeps their hands off. I personally love the cold brew smoothies. Those are always my go-to in the morning if I'm running around dropping Leona off, don't have time to cook myself breakfast. It's a great solution. Head to factormeals.com slash drink50 and use code drink50 to get 50% off. That's code drink50 at factormeals.com slash drink50 to get 50% off. All right, ready for mine? Yes. Okay, so... This is the story of Joel Rifkin, a.k.a. Joel the Ripper. Ooh, I don't know who that is. Which I just I find it kind of comical. Sounds like, like a knockoff of Jack the Ripper. To, yeah, like the Dollar Tree version. Yeah, it literally sounds like a doll that's like kind of not the best quality. It's like the one that your parents buy if they can't get their hands on the real one in time yes. for holiday shopping. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so Joel the Ripper... Um, I wish this were funny, but it's not. Oh, okay. And that's the end of laughing, everyone. (laughs) I hope you had a good time. (laughs) You're going to feel bad now. Okay. uh, This is from Joel Rifkin. So he was born January 20th, 1959. Um, His birth parents were two unwed college students who decided to put Joel up for adoption because they couldn't care for him. So when he was three weeks old, he was adopted by an upper middle class Long Island couple named Benjamin and Jean Rifkin. And in 1965, when Joel's six, his family moves to East Meadow, Long Island, and enroll him in the local elementary school. So his family life was, like, really good. He, his parents were loving. They, I mean, so far sounds great. Yeah, they really loved him um, after, apparently they liked having a child, like, so they adopted him. Three years later, um, they just liked having a kid so much, they adopted another girl, so he had a sister. That sounds like you, like your family. Just like, <laughs> just, I like this. It's like, oh, I like how this is going. Let's just keep it up. Let's, let's just, just see how it goes. Let's add some more. 
yeah it's really it was so that was sweet it was good for then for for now for now uh-oh um and so they enroll joel in the local elementary school but unfortunately joel had a lot of trouble at school um he actually had undiagnosed dyslexia and really struggled with academics even though he had a really high iq of like 125 or something wow um, and he's the one that was adopted? Yes. Okay. So both Can you imagine if they just like adopted your sisters and they became like Julia the Ripper? Like <laughs> Julia the Ripper. <laughs> Julia the Ripper. Wait, is Julia the adopted one? No. No, Julia the Ripper biological one. Damn. Jessica Merlin. Oh, Jessica. I was trying to think of the Jays. Yeah. Jessica, Jessica the Ripper. Jessica the Ripper. That could be like the the fe- fem- I mean, time will tell. Female version. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> it's not too late. Oh god. <laughs> So he um, really struggled with school, but the more disturbing part was the bullying he received at school. Got it. Um, he was targeted because he kind of had a, like a sloping posture and a slow gait. So they called him the turtle. Aww. Really cruel. Um, he tried to make friends by joining the track team, but they oh. taunted him so badly that he quit. Um, so he tried to join the yearbook staff and he was kind of nerdy and like he and his mom both really liked photography. So he was like, well, I'll join the yearbook. His classmates immediately stole his camera. He mm. never got it back. And he was not invited to the rap party at the end of the year. That's so um, sad. Because kids are fucking cruel. Also, why were kids in fucking charge? Why, why, where was the teacher being like, no, everyone gets invited? I don't know. Kids are just mean. I know. I kids, know. Kids I know. find a way. Kids find a way to bully. I know. The turtle. I mean, that's just evil. Yeah. So kids are cruel is the moral of that story. Um, so Joel basically had no choice. He couldn't. And he tri- the sad thing is that he really tried to make friends and like. Yeah, People that just is really sad. Accept him. So um, he tried, had to basically isolate himself and turn inward. And he became f- obsessed with the Alfred Hitchcock film Frenzy, in which, which I have not seen, Mm-mm. you haven't, in which a London serial killer strangles his victims with a necktie. Oh boy. So Joel kind of turns it into his own little world in his head, and he becomes fixated with the idea of strangling women. Well, it's... it had to start somewhere. Uh, he's a teenager at this point, and his parents give him a car. He would basically troll around the area picking up sex workers and just having sex with them, basically. Um, by the time he graduated high school and started at Nassau Community College, he was spending almost all his time with sex workers and was just obsessed to the point that he spent pretty much all his money on paying them and ended up moving back in with his parents because he couldn't afford to live elsewhere. He stopped focusing on school, rarely showed up for classes or part-time jobs, and finally, in 1984, he just dropped out entirely. So in 1987, um, unfortunately, Joel's father took his own life because he had terminal cancer and Mm. was in a lot of pain. So he took his own life as a way to end the cancer pain, and Joel gave uh, the eulogy at the funeral, and basically from there, things just unraveled further in his life. So things just added, stacked up in a very... Very bad way. Bad way. Got it. So by March of 1989, at this point, Joel's already 30. um, And at this point, he can no longer contain his violent fantasies. So he acts on them. He waits until his mother leaves on a business trip. And then he picks up a young sex worker named Susie, brings her back to his parents' home, where he bludgeons her and then strangles her to death. Then he takes an X-Acto knife and Mm. dismembers the body. Uh, in an attempt to hide her identity. Also with just an exacto knife, like that yeah. takes like a lot of like heart to like it's really like, gruesome and yeah, you're right. Like like that's not like a quick cut. No. That's yeah. really you really have to want to hurt yeah. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So he basically is desperate to hide her identity, so he cuts off her fingertips and removes her teeth. Sorry y'all. The two things M and Eva both hate teeth and fingers mm. fingernails. It's okay. We'll talk about you later. <laughs> I know you will either way. I might as well make you miserable. We're texting, first. You, we're texting about you already, so it's fine. 
Uh, Geo's duo in the Geo's duo group. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Oh, <laughs> listen, they already kicked me out of the Boston photo for the Wilbur show, so might as well throw Eva in there. Um, did we mention that in this episode, by the way? Not in this episode, oh, no. buy tickets for our Boston show. Yeah, you... please buy tickets for the Wilbur Sorry, Boston I show. I meant to mention that. But... I'm still having an aneurysm that we're not going to have that place hold out, so make, prove me wrong. Bit.ly slash ATWWD Boston. Okay, all lowercase. Yes. So, anyway, nice plug for our live show as I continue on this horrible murder story. Shameless plug. Buy our tickets, Wilbur Theater. Anyway. The definition of shameless. Yeah. God, how horrible. Okay. Um, Da-da-da-da-da. Exacto knife. Right. Back to that. Oh, shit. He... Cut off her fingertips. We know. Fingertips, teeth. teeth. Yeah, okay. He used the exacto knife in her... No, he's pliers. (gasps) Sorry. I wasn't going to say it. You asked. (laughs) sorry i i mean there's no it's not like it's worse or better but i guess when i imagine a level of pain it's better than exacto well to be fair she was gone at this point like oh it was just her corpse okay i mean not just her but it was a way to hide her identity after she had passed so it wasn't like a method of torture thank god he had already bludgeoned her to death oh thank Thank god God. yeah no Uh and we don't mean it that way i just mean you know this isn't at least she's not in more pain yeah yeah um so he dumps Susie's head and legs Oh, sorry, I forgot an important detail. He stuffs her head, he takes her head off, and he oh. stuffs her head in an old paint can and stashes the rest of her body in garbage bags and then dumps the head and legs in the woods in Hopewell, New Jersey, and tosses the arms and torso into the East River back in New York. So, despite Joel's extremely elaborate plan to hide his crime, um, the head was discovered several days later by a member of the Hopewell Valley Golf Club. Can you imagine you're out golfing and you're like, what's this paint can? Oh, my God. I cannot even fathom. Literally a head. The trauma of that. Oh, my God. When did, was it found? When was the body found? Uh, three days later. What do we know what time, like what month this was? Because oh. my really all I'm thinking is like, oh, if this was October, I'd be like, oh, that's a good Halloween decoration. And then I would be like, oh, oh no. sure. Yeah, no, it's uh, March. Okay, so, no. so like, so no, not a no, good one. No. Got it. Um, and it's in the woods, basically. So this guy, I guess, is golfing or in the area. Oh, I see. And he stumbles upon a paint can that is uh, got it really full of full of nightmares, basically. Um, so. Unfortunately, please, oh my god, I'm sorry, now I just can't think, stop thinking about finding a head with no teeth in a paint can. It's, hor- it's horrible. Okay. I hope that person sought therapy. Um, so unfortunately, police couldn't determine the young woman's identity, um, so I guess he succeeded on that front. Um, a year later, Joel claimed his next victim. He waited until his mother was out of town again, then picked up a sex worker named Julie Blackbird and brought her home. And um, I guess she spent the night because it wasn't until the next morning that Joel beat Julie with a table leg, then strangled her to death. He dismembered her corpse in a similar fashion, but this time he placed, he's like, I've learned. And he placed her body parts in weighted down buckets that were weighted down with concrete um, and then tossed the remains into the East River and a Brooklyn Canal. Can you imagine how many things are like horrible things are weighed down in rivers? Oh, like if you, it's kind of like, do divers really want to go all the way to the bottom of a, you know? Do you really want to go late? Like, think of how boating? many people have done horrible things and gotten away with it because they're. T- it must be like its own morbid graveyard down there. Oh, that's horrible. It is. But Especially he's not the only a, person to throw no, body limbs sure down not. into water. Especially in like such a high concentrated area like yeah. new york brooklyn Ugh. new jersey Oof. Woof. okay moving on. Woof indeed 
Yeah. So in 1991, so he's 32 at this point, um, Joel decides to start a landscaping business. Oh, Jesus. Okay. A, pro- uh, a constructive member of society. Not really. Basically, he used the rented job sites where he was working to stash the corpses. It was like a front until he could properly dispose of them. Um, so his victims that year included Barbara Jacobs, Mary Lenda Luca, and Yun Lee. And <sighs> sorry, I thought of Chun Lee from Nicki Minaj. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. I thought you said that at first, and I was like, is that what Nicki like wrote her song about? And I was like, no, that's the ex- not that's at all. Literally not. Literally not at all <laughs> what that song's Christ. about. Sorry. No, you're fine. Okay, so did not mean to disrespect a murder victim. Uh, yeah, I think I just thought maybe I said it wrong, but I think that's right. No, you said Yun Lee. I heard Chun Lee. I see. Okay. Yes, Yun Lee. Um, Joel Rifkin would go on to strangle 17 women in a span of four years. Jesus. And because of so many of these women were sex workers and because Joel had dismembered their bodies, like so intentionally, um, it was really difficult for police to identify the victims and much less like who was perpetrating these crimes, basically. Um, so he had this thing for oil drums. So a lot of times after... God okay yeah. just keep going yeah it just it listen it's just gonna, it doesn't no, get better i've never heard of a story about an oil drum where at the end i was happy <laughs> where you were like that's a great use i was like oh wow i've never even thought of putting an oil drum there i've never heard a story about an oil drum where like there's actually just oil in it right yeah i feel like <laughs> no one's ever just told a boring story about an oil drum <laughs> yeah, there's no there's nothing good inside an oil drum right so he stuffed their bodies in oil drums often and uh, would dump them throughout the area, usually into bodies of water, like the graveyard we mentioned. I'll do it. Um, in 1993, Joel Rifkin strangled a woman named Tiffany Bresciani, put her body in the back seat of his car, then drove back to his mother's house where he was living, but not before stopping at a few stores on the way home to pick up some rope and some tarp and other tools. Right. Oh, no. and some more oil drums. Just, like, stack some oil drums on the... <laughs> tie them to the roof on the ski rack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the whole time, the body's just, like, laying in the back of the truck. It's like nobody notices. Amazing. Do you it, ever wonder, like, what kind of nonsense is in someone's car? Completely, always. Walk- I do, too. All the time. I'm like, I wonder who's getting away with it. What's in the trunk? What's in the trunk? I don't know. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. So, he gets home, moves her body into the garage, then leaves in a wheelbarrow in the summer heat for three days <gasps> before deciding to dump it. <gasps> Oh. Those are both gasps. I thought the second one was a yawn. I was like, no. That was a loud yawn. He was on his way to dump the corpse about 15 miles north of his home when police troopers happened to notice that his truck is missing a rear license plate. So they attempt to pull him over, but instead Joel leads him on a high-speed chase, eventually crashing his car into a utility pole in front of the local courthouse. Um, when troopers approach the car, they notice a very strong odor emanating from the back of the truck. Oh, wait. Let the little children explain to you. It's the smell of rotting flesh. <laughs> Megan. don't worry i know about it i know what that's like oh i thought you were talking about uh she smells because she's a dead fucking corpse oh no i was thinking from bloody mary. bloody mary okay <laughs> wow we have so many references Why to children we... being so in tuned with rotting flesh we clearly had a troubled adolescence both of us i think that's the only <laughs> explanation for this <laughs> yeah so megan um so they notice a strange odor that children know well um and it is the smell of a dead body and you guessed it it was tiffany's body um so obviously joel is immediately arrested and homicide detectives begin interrogating him and pretty soon he describes all 17 murders to the police and fesses up to all of them he writes out all the names he remembers he even sketches some maps to help police find the victims that were still missing that they didn't even know about 
In fact, 25-year-old Iris Sanchez's body was found right where he left it in a vacant lot by JFK Airport underneath a mattress. And he, like, drew them a map, and they went there and found her body. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they had his confession. So they go to his mother's home um, and scour for evidence. In Joel's room – okay, this is a phrase that I heard that – that I read that I didn't know and had to Google. They struck pay dirt? Pay dirt. Oh, Eva knows that. Oh, Eva's smarter than me. Well, I Googled it and it said mother load. And I was like, oh, it's like another word for mother load. Like they struck the mother load. Oh, but I just was like, did I read that wrong? But yeah, okay. I guess it's a thing Um, for smart people. Eva, did you put that on your ZipRecruiter resume that you know what the word pay dirt is? Yep. That her vocabulary is more expansive than ours. As her hair just (laughs) flips from left to right. Yeah. So they struck the mother load, pay dirt. Recovering dozens of ID cards, driver's licenses, and credit cards, photographs, articles of jewelry, and piles of women's clothing that he had taken as tokens, basically, Mm. from his victims. Um, And then out in the garage, they find a wheelbarrow and a chainsaw stained with human gore, is what it said. Human gore. Wow. That's worse than blood. Yeah, I was going to say blood, but I was like, I think it's more descriptive if I use the term, because he cut out bodies with It's weirdly descriptive and more vague yeah at the same time it's like you can guess what it is but it's worse than you think it's worse yeah yeah it's just anything you could think of i guess yeah so the next day rifkin so he had confessed to all these 17 murders right he shows up the next day and pleads not guilty and they're like really you just fucking drew a map to their bodies like what are you talking about not guilty with my list of 17 names yeah forget that map and it was an accident i'm like what do you mean you're not guilty so he's transferred to the nassau county correctional facility um to prepare to stand trial and on may 9th 1994 joel rifkin is sentenced in the exact courthouse where he had crashed his car out front Ooh, poetry yeah i wrote ironic and then i was like i can't say that because someone's gonna be like actually irony is not this or that or elance more said is wrong i don't know but it is ironic I think it's ironic. I think it's ironic. I find it to be ironic. And Isn't it ironic? Yep. And that's how we're going to end that. <laughs> and that is our final say. And that is our argument. And that is that on that. <laughs> uh, take it or leave it. What am I going to say next? Here we go. Oh, probably something else incorrect. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so he's initially sentenced to 25 years to life for murder and reckless endangerment for leading police on a car chase. Which, at first, I was like, 25 years for, like, murdering someone doesn't sound like much. But I guess that was the max at the time. Um, so, ultimately, he's found guilty of nine counts of second-degree murder and is sentenced to 203 years to life in prison. 203 to life. Wow. And I always think, like, oh, that's funny. Like, as if... But I'm like, who knows? Maybe in 50 years, we all will live to be 200. I do think about that. I, mean, yeah. I know, like, it's so unrealistic that that, that we will be worried about oh, that ever. they're trying. But, I mean, like, I do wonder. It's like... If someone gets like 150 years, it's like maybe. Yeah, maybe I think he it's could entirely live to 151. Possible. I think it's entirely possible. I mean, if he goes to jail at zero, like well, fair. Yeah, fair. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, who knows? I realized that after the fact. But even in like 100 or 200 <clears throat> years, like you don't know what technology. Like maybe they maybe right. they do live to be 300. Does it ever blow your mind that one day they'll like be a year, like year 11,000? Yeah, it does. Except then I think well, the Earth will definitely be obliterated by then i feel like there's no way humans are no, in your eleven thousand. we fucked something up. i mean we fucked something up already yeah <laughs> so, we're already on a bad bad track yeah. bad path yeah, yeah 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 we've really laid laid a bad path for ourselves <laughs> um what we've done is dug a grave we've dug quite our own grave what is that thing you made your bed now we gotta lay in it yeah you, you know. made your you made your grave now you gotta go build your coffin and then you're gonna really just hate your life when yeah. you're lying in there 
You know that old saying. Yeah. What do they? What do we call it? An idiom? And oh no, I think your phrase of it was an <laughs> idiot M. I know, but I don't <laughs> want to harp on that. That makes me feel mean. <laughs> okay, twenty-five years to murder. Okay, to murder to life. Well, Jesus Christ. Okay, twenty-five years to life. He sentenced for to two hundred and three years. Um, his first possible parole date is February twenty-six, twenty-one ninety-seven. Uh, when Joel will be a mere 238 years old. Oh, you know. Easy peasy. Yeah. Young. Small potatoes. Small potatoes. In early 1994, it was reported that Rifkin had engaged in a jailhouse scuffle with a mass murderer named Colin Ferguson, who's also on my to-do list. Hmm. Uh, The brawl began when Ferguson asked Rifkin to be quiet because Ferguson was using the prison phone um, and he couldn't hear. So, according to the New York Daily News, the fight escalated after Ferguson told Rifkin, I killed six devils and you only killed women. (gasps) And then Rifkin responded, yeah, but I had more victims. So then Ferguson just punched him directly in the face. (laughs) I was like, that's quite a way to respond. I love a crossover story. I can't wait until you tell his story and then I can be like, oh, remember that time? Yeah. It'll feel like the Avengers, You'll bring some, like, drama and you're like, well, I heard that he punched this other guy in (laughs) the face. It was awesome. Oh, my God. You should have seen it. We were all there. I can't believe you weren't there. So. (laughs) Megan. Megan. Stop bragging. Okay. Punched through the face. Uh, prison officials decide his presence is too disruptive, which I guess is probably true. So they move him into solitary imprisonment for more than four years where he gets 23 hours a day alone and then one hour a day of like sunlight, sunlight, yeah, to go outside, which just is nightmarish. Um, and so in 2000, he sued saying his solitary imprisonment was unconstitutional. But a state appellate court determined that his rights were not violated, and he had actually sued for $50,000 for each of his 1,540 days in solitary confinement, which would have totaled $77 million. Oh my goodness. But had he received any money, it would have been subject to state laws that earmark most of the award for families of the victims. So that was interesting, because I was like, oh, well, this fucker doesn't deserve $70 million. But then I was like, well, also it would have gone too. Right. So I don't know. It's kind of backwards. So corrections officials, so he obviously did not win that case. Right. Um, Corrections officials now say that he is imprisoned with more than 200 other inmates at Clinton Correctional Facility who are not allowed to go into the general prison population. And I only know that term from Orange is the New Black. Perfect. At a sentencing, (laughs) you know, my trusty source. I mean, yeah. Netflix. It's 2018. It's definitely, what is, Yes. It's oh, you mean that I'm using Netflix as my source? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Don't blame me. I'm a millennial. Haha. At a sentencing hearing in 1996, Joel Rifkin apologized for the killings and admitted that he was a monster, which I thought was surprising because he didn't seem very... At least he's aware. Yeah, he didn't seem very remorseful until now. So, all right. At least that. So he apologized to the families. Um, and then in a 2011 interview, when asked how he managed to kill 17 women, Joel said, quote, you think of people as things. Oh. Just like dark very direct yeah yeah he also said he couldn't he just couldn't stop himself um and then he admitted to choosing sex workers as his victims because they live on the margins of society and travel a lot so they're harder for people to uh to report as missing right or to even notice maybe that they're missing right um which is just so sad now this is uh okay remember how i said it wasn't funny until or it wasn't funny after that first line well there's some some funny thing now all right let's hear it so Joel Rifkin was also a bit in a Seinfeld episode and the episode was called the masseuse. 
Um, and Elaine's boyfriend is named Joel Rifkin, and they go to a New York Giants game, and I guess they announce his name on the speaker, and he everyone like stares and remember this took place in the 90s so it's like oh, it right. very so timely very yeah. topical topical um so i guess when he noticed and she kept saying like you got to change your name and he's like no it's fine and then he notices everyone's like staring at him um so he agrees to change his name but basically the whole point is the whole bit is that they can't agree on a name and right they keep going back and forth and um so that's that so that's kind of a funny reference that yeah i thought was random I feel like that would have been literally you as a TV writer in the 90s. Like, oh, well, I'm researching this thing for my true crime yeah, podcast, oh but my um, God. you could use it for our show. That's so true. Yeah. Why don't we name him Joel Rifkin? <laughs> Mass murderer. Yeah. Um, you should just start doing that if you ever work for another show. Like, can you imagine if you worked at Nickelodeon? You're like, let's just like I know. name him oh, God. Ted Bundy. What let's about just... Son of Sam? That's a cute cartoon. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Son of Sam. Oh, my God. How horrible um okay so that is the story of uh joel rifkin and we do know that he is a capricorn we do so i pulled up a nice little horoscope nice since last week we only had a geoscope two weeks ago two weeks ago right correct yes sorry yeah. my bad nope two weeks ago we had a geoscope so now we have a capricorn scope okay you know just accept it okay <laughs> it's <laughs> this is it <clears throat> And this is that, Joel. It's all about pushing boundaries today. Uh-oh. No, uh-oh, as in, like, pushing boundaries and you're already a serial killer. Yes. Yeah, don't do that. Don't push any more boundaries. Be the first person to bring up a taboo topic. And, no. and uh -uh. watch how everyone reacts. No. This is the first one I pulled up. Like, I'm not making this, this up. This is way topical. It's a very unsettling. It's very on brand. Very, very on, on brand. brand. Very on brand. You're able to trigger some interesting responses and get a conversation going. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Get your controversial opinions out there. And now this was one, this was the same website, but it was like a paragraph or two down. So I just copied and added it. Got it. For way too long, the misconception that you have to fit in has been dictating your behavior. Mm. Even if you haven't realized it, you've been subtly editing yourself and altering your attitude, thinking that it will get you farther. What you may fail to realize is that who you are is defined in part by how you're different from everyone else. Do things your own way. You'll meet little, if any, resistance. Strike out and show everyone the real you. Oh, boy. <laughs> Those are kind of spooky, man. Very wild. Like, in context. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, that's the story of Joel Rifkin, who I actually had not heard of before this episode, so. Yeah, no, it sounds, sounds, I don't know. I like that he had his little Seinfeld moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he probably doesn't deserve it. No. But I still liked it. I like that they could spin it to be funny yeah like we try like what we attempt like my therapist tells me to stop doing <laughs> she's like you know freud talked about this i was like i'll see you next week <laughs> goodbye i'll see you in freud in my dreams yeah, see you um all right all right all right so we did it. um next week is halloween week <gasps> dun dun what are we gonna do what are we gonna do um, I don't know what we're going to do for Halloween yet. We should do something spooky. Considering we're recording this enough in advance <laughs> that we have time to, to figure it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. So is today poop day? I guess so, huh? If it's 10-2. Congratulations. Happy. Happy poop day. Happy 10-2. Also, like, wow, what a full circle. We started with poop and ended with poop. We did, didn't we? Good episode. I mean, that sounds about right. It's not. It's hard for us to get away from that. Mm. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, happy pre-Halloween, everyone. Happy now birthday, Allison. And yeah. um, you guys can 
find us on our social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we have our Patreon page all under ATWWD Podcast. Please donate and please follow. You get a lot of good information from us on our social media about like tickets before they actually go on sale and things like that. So um, we're worth paying attention to. So give me your attention. We're worth it. Okay. Um, you can also find our website and that's why we drink.com where we do put our tours, our tour dates up. Yes. You can just click tour. Um, we have our merch and that's why we drink And we have our email and that's why we drink at gmail.com where you can submit your personal true crime and paranormal stories. We put out our listeners episodes on the first of every month. You can also, um, if you are a Patreon donor, you can donator, donor, <laughs> patronator. Um, you can also watch every month a uh, fan mail video from us. And if you want to send us some goodies and watch us open up your presents, then you can send them to 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 265, Los Angeles, 90027. Woohoo! And, um... And also buy tickets to Boston. Please bit, buy tickets to Boston. Bit.ly slash ATWWD Boston, lowercase. Okay. Check it out. We all right. We can't wait to see you all. February 2nd, Groundhog Day, the specialist day of the year. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Which is also my lucky number, so... That's right. Fingers crossed Oof. on my lucky number day. You guys are going to have sold out the Wilbur, please. It's going to be great. Bring your family, bring your friends, even if they haven't listened to us. We'll convince them when, when they get there. We will... There will be drinks there. There'll, there'll be, be drinks. They'll be fine. There'll be drinks. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. We're worth they'll be it. Fine. We need some attention. But please come, because I'm scared. Okay. Right. That being said, um, and... That's why we drink. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.